श्रीरामाय नमः ओ माइंड सिंग अबाउट द कंपैशनेट लॉर्ड रामचंद्र द लोटस आईड लॉर्ड लोटस फेस लोटस फुटेड वन हु टेक्स अवे द फियर ऑफ द क्रूअल वर्ल्ड कैंटो थ्री द सर्च फॉर सीता द केव वाज लोकेटेड इन अ वेरी ब्यूटीफुल स्पॉट सराउंडेड ऑन ऑल साइड्स बाय lovely trees with flowering creepers entwined on their trunks everywhere they looked they saw only beauty and drama was filled with nostalgia and longing for sita whenever he saw all this beauty for she loved to see such things and would exclaim in such delight that he in turn would find great joy in her innocent approach he spent sleepless nights thinking of his love soon the monsoon set in with a vengeance indra let loose the flood gates of his waters and the rain fell in sheets with thunder and lightning thrown in for special effects rama and lakshmana could scarcely step out of the cave the enforced confinement was galling to both of them there was nothing to distract rama's mind all he could do was to sit and brood over sita's fate Once when he saw the watery moon rising over the mountain he could not contain his grief any more and broke down and sobbed like a child Lakshmana comforted him as best as he could Brother he said you have often told me that one who loses his mental equilibrium equilibrium will never be able to accomplish anything all we need is a little bit of time as soon as the monsoons are over we will set out and find her and kill the rakshasa and rescue her so please do not grieve rama was touched by his tenderness my dear child i know that your love for me is infinite and you speak words of wisdom i realize that sorrow is weakening and i'll try and shake it off it is hard to be patient when i think of how unhappy my darling is but i will do my best Lakshmana confessed that the enforced inaction was getting on his nerves also. Somehow they managed to contain their impatience, and at last the four months dragged to a close, and the skies became blue once again. Hanuman was always conscious of where his duty lay, and when the stipulated time was over, he went to Sugriva to remind him of his promise to Rama. After his years of exile. Sugriva found his new life of luxury intoxicating having been deprived of proper food and women for many years he could think of nothing else now he left all matters of state in the able hands of his ministers and spent his whole time in the harem with women and wine Tara being a philosophical woman had decided to drown her sorrow at her husband's death in wine and make use of the comfort and security which Sugriva offered her moreover the vanaras of the tribe were not famous for their morals hanuman approached sugriva and reminded him gently of his duty my lord your wife and your kingdom have been restored to you by the kindness of rama have you forgotten that you owe him a duty the time has come for you to repay your debt please set aside your other interests and devote yourself to the matter on hand rama is too noble to remind you of your duty so it is up to you to make all arrangements and inform him of it do not rouse rama's anger if you do 
Nothing can save you. Sugriva roused himself from his inebriation and sent for Nila, who was one of his generals, and told him to get the whole army to assemble in Tushkinda. They must be here within 15 days from today, he said. Ask Angada to be my representative and arrange everything. So saying, he retired once more to enjoy the pleasures of the harem. The rainy season was over. The long autumnal nights with the harvest moon hung like a golden orb in the sky, caused Rama to ache for his beloved. He was filled with despair. Lakshmana, who had gone to collect fruits, returned and saw his brother in a hopeless state and cursed Sugriva for his tardiness. My beloved brother, it does not become you to give way to grief like this. Do not fritter away your energy by dwelling on sorrow. I am sure Sugriva must have commenced his search for Sita. Nothing bad can happen to Sita, for she is like a flame which would burn to ashes anyone who dares to touch her. Rama agreed with Lakshmana. Child, your words filled with wisdom are always a source of great comfort to me. I am sorry to have given into my sorrow again, but this season with its haunting beauty brings poignantly to my mind thoughts of my lovely wife, and I long for her with all my heart. She must also be suffering from the pangs of separation, just as I am. She used to love to hear the call of the cranes and would imitate them. How lovely the flowers are, but they mean nothing to me when she's not here to appreciate them. How long is this torture going to last? These four months have seemed like four years to me. Still, Sugriva has not sent anyone to call us. I think he has forgotten his promise. Filled with lust, the king of the Vandras seems to have forgotten our very existence. Lakshmana, go and ask him he wants to hear the twang of my bow. Remind him of the death of Vani and the debt he owes to me. The rains have ceased and he has not woken up from his dream of pleasure. Time is passing and I have waited long enough. Go, Lakshmana, tell him to honor the promise he made to me or be prepared to face my arrows. Lakshmana was not a calm person by nature and he had been confined inside the cave for four months which had not improved matters and now the sight of his brother's agitation made his blood boil. He strapped the quiver to his shoulder and took up his bow. Rama, Sugriva does not deserve to be king. Drunk with power, he has forgotten the codes of decent behavior. I will dispatch him immediately to the abode of Yama and ask Angada to carry on with the search. Rama's anger abated when he saw his brother's reaction and he advised Lakshmana not to repeat what he had said in anger but to adopt a conciliatory attitude. Lakshmana watched with purposeful strides to Kishkinda. The earth shook with the force of his angry strides. The entrance to the city was through a cave which was guarded by Vandras, so that no one could enter without permission. Seeing Lakshmana, they took up trees in order to stop him from entering. When he saw this, Lakshmana became doubly angry, and seeing his fury, they flew off in all directions. They ran to Sugriva and told him of Lakshmana's violent mood. The king was totally inebriated and lost to the world in the arms of his brother's wife. The monkeys ran to Angada, who hurriedly came out of the gates to meet Lakshmana and tried to pacify him.
Lakshmana ordered him to call his uncle immediately. He could hear the sweet strains of music and signs of revelry floating in the air. And when he thought of the agony of his brother these four months, his anger could not be controlled. Angara was scared out of his wits and ran and told his uncle and mother of Lakshmana's arrival. So Griva could hardly understand what was happening. In fact, he could hardly stand. Hanuman came to him and told him once again to go out and try to pacify Lakshmana, who was now in a rage. Why should he be angry with me? What crime have I committed? Whined the tipsy king. Hanuman assured him that Rama was not seriously angry with him. But you must admit that you have allowed time to elapse. You have lost track of the seasons in your ardor. Rama has been counting the days to go in search of his wife. Pained in heart and mind, he has sent Lakshmana to you. Please go and talk sweetly to him. Sugriva did not dare to go and face him. He begged Tara to go and appease him, since he knew that Lakshmana would not display his anger before a woman. Tara was also in a state of inebriation. Her gait was unsteady and her hair and clothes disheveled. Lakshmana took one look at her and realized the state she was in and averted his eyes. Tara went to, up to him and said seductively, Why, O oh noble prince, are you so angry? Who has been foolish enough to kindle your wrath? Lakshmana replied, Your husband seems to have forgotten all the rules of dharma. Lapped in lust, he has forgotten the promises he made to my brother. If you wish to do him some good, go and tell him to rouse himself from this orgy of lust and help Rama. Ingratitude leads to the destruction of the best of men. We have been betrayed by one whom we considered a friend. Tara replied in a sweet and gentle tone, O oh, Prince, do not be angry with Sugriva. You know that karma is a powerful emotion. Even rishis have fallen to its lures. What need I say about a mere monkey who is fickle by nature and who has been denied these pleasures for many years? Please forgive him for his apparent indifference, which has been caused by weakness. Actually, he has already ordered the army to be mobilized, and very soon thousands of monkeys from all over the country will be assembled here to start out on their quest to discover Sita. So please come inside and meet Sugriva. So saying, she led him into the inner apartments. Sugriva said not a word and stood with folded palms in front of him while Lakshmana berated him. Tara tried once more to intervene and make excuses for her husband. Oh, prince, she said, for Rama's sake, Sugriva will give up everything, even me and his wife, Rumi. He's devoted to Rama. His army will be here at any moment. Please relax and rest assured that everything will be done as you wish. Lakshmana was a little pacified by this assurance. Sugriva, seeing his anger to have abated a little, now humbly begged his pardon. Both of them went to see Rama and tried to convince him that things were already underway. Sugriva bowed before Rama and said, You are like a god to me. How can I ever forget what you have done for me? Please do not think me to be ungrateful. Soon this entire hillside will be covered by monkeys. I will dispatch them to all the corners of the globe and find out the whereabouts of Sita. Rest assured that you will soon be reunited with her. 
Within ten days, as he said, the whole hillside was covered with monkeys. They came in millions, lion-tailed, dark-faced, red-bottomed, white-furred, and golden-haired, ranging from all parts of the country, from the Himalayas to the southern sea. All the world's tree folk answered Sugriva's call and crowded round their king to await his commands. The bears also came with their king, Jambavan, who was an old and shaggy bear, black bear, noted for his wisdom and respected by all the monkeys. Sugriva summoned his general, Vinaka, and asked him to go east and scour the forest, hills and caves of the east for any signs of Sita and return within a month on pain of death. Another troop, troop was dispatched to the west and another to the north. Turning to Hanuman, he said, You are exceptional. Please take a troop and go south. You are sure to find a way to reach Sita. Rama was delighted that Hanuman was being sent south. Taking out his signet ring with, with the crest of the Ekshvaku dynasty, he handed it over to him as a token to reassure Sita that he was indeed Rama's messenger. His final words to him were, Hanuman, remember I'm depending entirely on you. Make every attempt to locate Sita. I know that you will succeed. The monkeys who had been sent to the north, east and west returned within the stipulated time of a month and sadly admitted that they found no traces of Sita. Sugriva told Rama that Sita must be somewhere in the south as he had seen her being carried in that direction. He assured Rama that if anyone could achieve the impossible, it was Hanuman, the son of the wind god. Hanuman's party, which had gone south, made a thorough search of all the forests and caves. The time given to them was coming to an end, and they were fast losing hope. They had not been able to find any food or water for days. Suddenly they saw a cave in front of which birds were flying. They decided to go in and see. It was dim and dark, and they could hardly see anything. Hanuman went first, and Angada caught hold of his tail and followed. All the rest came, each catching the tail of the one in front. Thus they slipped and slithered their way down the slope of the cave, and suddenly fell into a garden, which was so enchanting that it could only be described as celestial. There they saw many beautiful mansions and lovely ponds looking like gems. At last they came upon a lady ascetic and questioned her about the place. She said that the place had been designed by the architect of the demons, who was called Mayan. He was the master of illusions, and she said that all the things they were seeing were pure illusion. She was the guardian of the place, and her name was Swayam Prabha. She naturally wanted to know all about them, but first she entertained them with a lavish feast of fruits and honey. Then Hanuman told her the whole story of their quest and asked the way out of the cave. She said that normally one who entered the cave by accident would never be able to get out of it by themselves. But with her yogic powers, she wafted them out. She pointed out to the sea on one side and the Malaya mountains on the other and told them to choose their cause. The monkeys stood dejectedly on the seashore, watching the magnificence of the ocean. Their stipulated time was over, but they had spent a long time in the enchanted garden. They dared not go back empty-handed. 
They feared the wrath of the king. Angada called the meeting of the Vanadas and said, The time allotted to us is over, and we dare not return, for we will be executed. It is best that we fast to death on this seashore. The king has no affection for me and will punish me severely. I would rather die on the seashore than return to face his wrath. The monkeys said that they would prefer to return to the cave where they could live in comfort and plenty rather than sacrifice their lives. Angada was in undecided when he heard this. Now Hanuman took a hand. He had no desire to go and live a life of pleasure in the cave, nor did he wish to starve to death. Let us go back and beg for forgiveness from Sugriva, he said. That is the honorable thing to do. Malangada, who feared his uncle greatly, was not convinced of this. He decided that he would give up his life on the seashore. Those who wanted to join him could do so, and the rest could go back. So saying, he lay down in the hot sands and prepared for death. The rest followed suit. Thus ends the third canto called the search for Sita of the Kishkindakanda in the glorious Ramayana of the sage Vajmigi. Hari Om, that says. Hail to the darling of the Regus who stands with Lakshmana on his right, the daughter of Janaka on his left, and Hanuman in front.